Christina Bolton was surprised when she was asked to create a video about why you get frustrated on the pickleball court. That's because Christina even admits she can have a temper on the court. So perhaps she's actually one of the best people to ask about this topic as she has several tips on overcoming frustrations on the pickleball court. So let's get to the intro to hear from Christina. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I would like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Christina Bolton. How are you doing today, Christina? I'm doing great. How about you? I am doing great. I actually got to play an hour and a half of pickleball because I am here in Connecticut and things have been crazy indoors because everybody's come back from Florida and it's really been <laughs> cold. And so anyways, it was great to go out and uh, actually get to play. And then I think we're going to have some temperatures now that we can play outside. Hooray. Yeah, that's exciting. So I'm in Florida and we are getting into our rain season. So it has ruined my uh, day for drilling, but hopefully I can make that up tomorrow. <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, yeah, actually, I plan to drill tomorrow too. So I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Tell me a little bit about your pickleball journey, how you got started in the game and how long ago that was. Sure. So I do have background in tennis. I came from Kentucky or I moved to Florida from Kentucky about five and a half years ago. And I was eating out with some friends and they had asked me, hey, have you ever heard or played pickleball? And I said, no, like explain this, you know, crazy thing to me. And she started off and kind of said, well, it's kind of where tennis players go to die. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm ready. So I kind of did a little more research on it. And I, actually there was a post um, in the next door app with a full schedule of pickleball, like really close to me. So I actually went out one Monday and it was beginner's night and I, someone was giving kind of just introductory lessons and there were like 40 people there and it was just super exciting. And that is literally, it's been over two and a half years now and I have pretty much played every day since that. So I immediately uh, just fell in love with it. And it's something that everybody could play. And it was so much different than tennis. And I just really enjoyed it. All right. There is one thing I have to ask you about. You had, and, and this is funny because I've not heard anybody say this, especially on the podcast. So pickleball is where tennis players go to die. <laughs> yes. what, what exactly does that mean? That's what was so intriguing, I guess. And this was an older lady who kind of told me this and because she had played tennis and I guess she was just thinking like, I guess get, you get to the point where you don't want to run around that big tennis court anymore. And this was just kind of like something else to do, <laughs> but it was enough to trigger me to be like, you know what, I guess I need to check this out. And I, early on, when I told people I was playing pickleball, it was a lot of explanation and like, isn't that for old people? And I'm like, I don't care. It's fun. And I like it. So now I feel like it's much well, it's a lot more well-known and I don't have to explain as much. Um, but yeah, that's what kind of got me started. Right. You're right. Things have really changed in the 
last couple of years, pickleball is really pretty much going mainstream. And the reason I connected with you is I was doing some searching of, of videos on, on YouTube and there was so many videos of Christina Bolton playing five Oh with five Oh players four five players. I mean, I know you're a high level player and it's funny because most of the time that I saw you playing, you were, it was usually you and three guys. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> there are not too many in central Florida. So I'm located in Sanford and I go to Clear One, which is located in Orlando. And I would say my other, the other partner, my women's doubles partner, Heather Smith, uh, we're pretty much the only girls I feel like who are consistently playing there and on the higher, on higher level nights. So ultimately, we always end up with guys. And I guess that is good sometimes and sometimes bad because when we try to play in a tournament, we're like, we're not used to playing girls. Like what? It's just different. It's a whole different mentality where we're having, when you're with a bunch of guys, you have to, you're going to be targeted and you have to reset and just expect everything's coming to you hard or it's just a different game. It's just a different game. No, that's actually really interesting because you live in Florida, which is really a hotbed of pickleball. Why is it in kind of central Florida? There aren't as many women playing as probably it's a, down south. It's a great question. I don't understand it. But yeah, they're all down south or over towards Tampa. I don't know. I just, I feel like I don't, I can't imagine that the word is not out there. I don't know what it is, but we need to get to work on it, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I'm often kind of in a similar situation where a lot of times I, I'm playing with three guys on the court. Now, are they, how do you feel about often getting targeted and what does that kind of do to your mentality? It depends on the day. <laughs> depends on the, what type of day I've had at work or just in general. Most of the time I take it pretty well. I kind of going, go in knowing that's what's going to happen. And I just see it as a time for me to actually practice because in mixed, that's exactly what happens. Right. And your, um, your male partner isn't always going to be able to take some of those balls for you, or you kind of just have to suck it up and learn how to take it. So I kind of see it and view it as a time for me to actually just practice what I need to be doing in mixed doubles anyway. I love that mindset. That is such a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Let's dig a little bit into one of the videos that was really kind of an instructional video that you did. And it was uh, three reasons why you get upset and how to fix your mindset. So for some reason, I, I think we're kind of almost all about mindset with all the questions I'm asking. But I, I know one of the first things that you said is when what to do when your partner gives up on a point. Mm-hmm. It's that is, uh, and I've, I've guessed we've all done it, right? Um, where you, oh, that was just a really good shot, or that's not going over, or whatever. But it's hard when you are when it's your partner that's doing it, right? And it kind of gets you just unfocused completely. And it, I just really, I always tell my partners, hey, like we just hit one more ball than they do, 
right? Like to try to keep them in it as much as possible with me because I'm very easily distracted. And it's kind of funny that Cliff even asked me to do frustration. (laughs) It's kind of ironic because I do tend to get super frustrated and I have had to learn how to deal with that and just the just how I am and refocusing my attention on things. It seems to help me. And so I really try to get my partner to be on the same page with me because if they're not, it's super distracting for me and I I know it is for them. So um, just trying to make sure that, that the point is not over until it hits the net or it hits the fence. Like That is my goal in playing with people is just trying to get them to focus on that. And if you do that, then the fundamentals really kind of your body knows what to do, right? But if you let your mind get into it, it kind of tries to take over. And that's what I try not to let happen. All right. So I've got two follow-up questions from what you just said. And One of them is if your partner is giving up on points, do you say anything to him or her? It kind of depends on who I'm playing with. Like I feel comfortable enough to do that with my, the people that I play with the most. If it's a rec game, I don't really worry about it. But yeah, I would say that I do it in a a nice way. I'm not trying to make them feel bad about it or anything like that, but just saying, hey, like the point is not over like just because we hit a really good shot, right? Like make sure it's done because it's, yeah, there's a tactful way of doing it. Um, And at least I hope I do it tactfully. (laughs) I'm sure you do, given it sounds like your personality even comes through as we talk. So do do you think that players at the lower levels maybe give up more often, give up on a point more often? I, it's funny. I see, I See, I would think that I see a little more effort, honestly, out of lower level players on from what I can tell, right? I do feel like they're running around and trying to get to the ball. And I feel like as you you go up in level, I think sometimes we get a little, I don't know, maybe not cocky, but like, hey, nobody else can hit that shot when I hit that shot. So I'm done, right? Like I I kind of notice both actually. So I try not to pigeonhole people, but I do feel like some people give more effort into making sure that they just win that next point. All right. So the the second reason or the the second point during that video was sometimes you get upset or frustrated because you're losing a match. You feel like you should win. Well, let me first ask, why do you think that happens? We're human, for one. It's, I, and I, I have done it. I mean, people look at um, your opponent or their record even, right? And we're like, oh, they only played in 4 Like, we'll be able to take them. And I have learned early on that just because maybe they look a certain way or maybe they're older, right? Because when I started, there were, at the group that I was with, there were older people and they were just... They were beating me. 
And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like 30 years younger than these people. (laughs) So we come in with this preconceived notion of like, oh, well, I'm younger. I'm faster. I'm going to be able to do this. Or I know I've played more tournaments than they have. And I've done, I've been more successful. And your mind really kind of you kind of beat yourself before you even get out there. So I, I am one that does, I do not look at my brackets before I play in a tournament. I really try to focus on just focusing on the ball and not who's hitting it, or if they're a righty or a lefty, or if they're tall or short, or if they have a knee brace even, right? Like I try to ignore everything across from me except for where the ball is landing because that's the only thing I can control at that point is moving my own feet, getting to the ball and doing what I know that I need to do to get the ball over. So it's, but it's hard. I feel like people definitely kind of expect more out of themselves. Not that you shouldn't, but it's not about winning at that point. It's about putting forth the effort. And if you put in all the effort, then you will hopefully eventually see those wins. All right. Well, that is some great advice. And I'm kind of right there with you. I just try and I focus on the ball. And actually, especially when I I love it when I'm able to serve because I'm really able to connect with the ball. And then when my partner is serving also, that is such a good point to refocus on. So it, it sounds like Let's go on to the third point that you had. I mean, we all miss shots, but sometimes we we miss quite a few shots, depending on your level. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, what, well, first, let me ask, why do you think that happens? Why do you think we, besides being human, <laughs> that, that, that we miss shots? I mean, you think it's because of, of pressure or something else? I do think when you're nervous or because I miss a ton when I have, when I'm jittery or just, and usually it's, it's in tournaments. Like I'm usually fine doing rec play. I'm not really putting pressure on myself, right? When you're just practicing, you can kind of feel loose and free, but when you're in a tournament, there's just more there's more pressure. So you're tight, your muscles are tight. You're, you might be thinking you're moving your feet, but you're really not being as freely, your body's not as free as it is when you are a little more relaxed. So I don't think it's, I think we try to overcompensate sometimes, right? We get one of those really easy dink, right? That you hit all the time in practice. And just that slight bit of tightness can just, your arm just kind of I don't know, wobbles. Like, that's what I do. Like, I feel like I'm not strong. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get it too high because then they'll smack it at me. And then what do I do? Like, I, you kind of snowball yourself into this, these ball of nerves. And then you get frustrated. And and when they see, when your opponent sees that, they're like, oh, okay, now let's target that person and really make them start to either get tight and make them do force those unforced errors. If you're in that situation where you are missing shots because you're kind of tight, not relaxed, how do you recommend loosening up? So early on, I I like to listen to songs before I go out to play. And it doesn't even, I don't even just pick one, right? Like it doesn't just something to kind of get your mind off of what you're about to do. And that's before the, before I even go out. 
um, breathing, right? Because I notice that I tend to, when I'm starting to get anxious, like I'm not doing good deep breaths. And I do that even in between, like with me and my partner, like let's say we, I lost my first serve. So it's her serve now. And I'm like, Hey, deep breath, right? Like we're just trying to ignore, like move past whatever just happened because you can't change that. And you, to acknowledge that you are likely going to, that you are going to have mistakes, right? Like you're not always going to hit that, that overhead or that one easy shot that you should quote, put away and it should just be easy. We miss those a lot of times because we get overconfident. We're trying to prove like, oh, here's how good I am, right? (laughs) I noticed that if I just slow down and uh, worry about placement and not so much how hard you hit the ball, it turns out better for you. So anything that you can do to kind of make yourself relax, try to tell a funny joke of some sort, if, if you're into that. Um, the laughing makes me uh, feel a lot better. Even if I'm in high pressure situations, it kind of just gets me back to how I am with my personality. And ultimately, it's you're out there for fun. So don't try to don't stress yourself out. All right. You had mentioned earlier, too, that Cliff had in this is a a video channel, isn't it called Cliff Video? Cliff Pickleball. Sorry. Yeah, Cliff Pickleball. (laughs) You had mentioned that Cliff asked you to do the video on frustration, which you were was surprising for you, because I think you said you often get frustrated, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> I think everybody, when everybody found out I was doing a video on frustration, they're like, you're kidding, right? Like they thought I was joking. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I do tend to have somewhat of a temper and especially, and I don't know why, but in, in rec play, um, it, it's more prevalent, but in the tournament, I, I seem to be a lot calmer and I implement everything that I'm talking about today. And I don't know if it's just because I'm different under pressure and I know that showing frustration isn't going to help me in the long run. But for some reason, a rec play, I can't seem to understand that, even though I need, I know I need to do it, but (laughs) it it was, it is ironic that I did that. (laughs) Anything else besides those three points that does frustrate you on the court? I don't know about... I mean, there's a lot of things that frustrate me, but (laughs) nothing maybe pickleball related. And I will say just a tip. I feel like if you can kind of control the pace of the game, it puts you in a lot of control, whether you like to go fast or whether you like to to go slow. But when you're serving, you, you kind of, you control that side, right? And it's just, it's good to quickly move on from points and just realize that there's not, you can't change the past. So worry about the next point and focusing on the ball every time. And when you get frustrated, you can, you know, I'm not opposed to letting out a a scream or a sign of frustration, but don't let it just snowball into where you just, where you're, where you spiral and it just, it ends up being bad for you and your partner. So do it with some caution. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. In other words, if you're in a situation where you are frustrated, it's not terrible to react. You can go ahead and react, but just make sure when the next point is starting, you're ready to go. Exactly. Exactly. 
All right. Well, great, Christina. It was wonderful having you on the Pickleball Fire podcast. If somebody wants to reach out to you, where is the best place to do that? Oh, you can do that on uh, Facebook or my Instagram is um, at Bolty34. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. Great tips. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 